He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. He's the king of cable network news, and he continues that today at BillOReilly.com, which is an amazing website. Writes great stuff like his latest, The Liberal Emergency. Of course, he's got the TV stuff there as well. In fact, uh, Bernie and I, every once in a while, are on the show, which is great. We love this guy. And, and he's, he's in the middle of writing a history book yes. about our current president. Donald Trump, that's right, which is coming out in a couple of months. It's all very exciting. And he comes to us live via satellite this morning from the beach at the Boca Resort. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the great Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bill! A little bit further north than Boca, but... Um it's, uh, you know, Florida below 60 degrees because Sid lived down there for so long. Yeah. yeah. They panic. People start boarding up their homes uh, <laughs> in, in mittens, you it's know. True. I say, hey, it's 59. You're not going to die. Oh, my God. So, little cool left. You know, you're exactly and, uh, right. All those people who yeah. move down there from New York break out their winter clothing in Delray mm-hmm. Beach and Boca when it hits, like Bill said, in the 50s. You're exactly right. Parkers and Ugg right. boots. 18 degrees here. So, Bill, before we get to your, your great column, and it is great again, and all the stuff that's out there, stick it about you last night because how cowardice is it of the DNC to decide they're no longer going to do their debates on Fox News? I'd love to see you uh, uh, debate uh, those 18 folks about their run for the for the Democrats. But how cowardice is that out of the DNC? Well, I mean, it's just a continuation of the trend of no civility um, in politics in America. Now, we're, we just hate each other. And that's what is going on. The Twitter mob rules the Democratic Party. And if you say, okay, we'll do one debate on FNC, then Twitter mob will go crazy and start to scream. Um, it's interesting to see these so-called uh, reporters say, oh, well, that's right, um, because Fox is an arm of the Donald Trump administration. So what is MSNBC? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Exactly what are they? Um, and CNN. I mean, you get that guy Stelter. This guy kills me. He is the biggest partisan hack in the world, all right? Yep. And he's going out there, well, fuck, you just state-run TV. Why, you pinhead, what do you think you are? Exactly right. I mean, it, they, they, no self-awareness. It's completely lost on me. Either that or they're just flat-out dishonest or stupid. I don't know what That's it is. That's what it is. They're just flat-out dishonest, and they, and they can get away with it. You know, the New Yorker writes this magazine. Three times they lied about me in the article. Three times. So I know, you know, the other stuff isn't true. But I'm, I'm waiting for the New Yorker to write a big expose about NBC News. Uh, CNN, when is that coming? Yeah. So, thanks. you know, it's, it's all a sad, sad situation. Because we used to, and not so long ago, respect each other and differences of opinion. And we're able to have robust debates. And then at the end, we have a few laughs. Now, it's, I want you to die. <laughs> it's true. It's a blood sport. Uh, and, and your latest column, Bill, uh, illustrates that. The liberal emergency, you can get it at BillOReilly.com. Uh, brilliant, insightful. Uh, tell us about that, the emergency, the crisis at the border. Well, not so much to the Democrats. This is very important for all Americans to understand. And it puts everything into perspective. You know I'm a simple man. Almost as simple as Bernie. Almost. <laughs> All right? Um, 
it all comes down to this. The biggest national emergency in the United States of America is Donald Trump. There isn't anything that comes close to him. ISIS, no. Uh, trade deficit with China, no. Oh, no. Surging at the border, uh-huh. No. Opioid crisis? That's no. Right. It's The national emergency is that Donald Trump is sitting in the White House. So nothing else matters other than getting him out. And that is hurting the country because there are unbelievable problems that need to be solved by Congress. I, I Please forgive me, but I'm just not that worried about Ivanka Trump's security clearance. <laughs> it's just not keeping me up at night. No, really. <laughs> no, not no. when you go on to say in the column that there's a twenty-two uh, trillion dollar deficit. You've got the trade deficit with China. You've got thousands of people trying to rush the border here in New York alone. You've got the homeless issue and so many issues. You, you know, you're exactly right, and they're concentrating. Don't, on you know what I did? I, I went into this little cafe uh, for breakfast the other day. Okay, in Florida. And in the cafe, the help has got tattoos and piercings and, you know, you know, it's the working class. And so I'm there, and they recognize me, and I'm uh, joshing with them. And I go, is anybody here worried about Ivanka Trump? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, you're right. Okay? They want to make a living. All right? They want to... They raise their kids, pay the mortgage, they want to have a good economy, they want to have peace, um, they want to have the lowest taxes they can have. They don't care about Ivanka. They're not jazzed about it. No, no. And this is what I'm talking about. It's just insane. I want to go back to the word cowardice. I used that at the beginning of our conversation talking about... Uh well, what did I mention uh, cowardice about again? The, uh, the, 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 the Democrats not uh, voting on anti-Semitism. And, and Fox right? News and anti-Semitism and even Mike Bloomberg not oh, running. Oh, yes, the debates. Right, right. But, right. but the anti-Semitism thing, Bill, the fact that Pelosi was ready to sit down and scold some of her teammates oh, has become clear anti-Semitism from a bunch of the Democrat participants, and they postpone that now, maybe because AOC is out there yelling and screaming. What does that say for the Democrats? Well, it's a bigger issue than that, because I don't believe that most Democrats are anti-Semitic or most Republicans. I don't believe most Americans are anti-Semitic. What is happening is that the radical um, Democrats in the House, they despise Israel. All right. They think Israel is a fascist country on and on. And the Twitter mob gives them cover. So. Uh, Omar or the others who say these horrible things about Israel, um, Pelosi's appalled because she wants to keep the Jewish vote intact. The Democrats need that. All right. But then as soon as she starts to scold these people, the Twitter mob attacks Pelosi. You see? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cortez and all these people have cover on social media because the Twitter mob is so vicious. And, and they are. Um, that the, the Pelosi and those people back away. They're afraid. And that's what's happening in this country, that if you dissent or, or you're not uh, PC, this Twitter mob, they're going to come over and try to hurt you. And this has never before happened in the organized way it's happening. And that- this, you know, move on and all these groups. 
they stimulate the Twitter mob. To boycott, to attack, to give your home address, all of this stuff. And, and there's nobody fighting against it. Because if you fight against it, the Twitter mob will turn on you. That's and a, that's what's happening. That's exactly right. And, of course, the uh, the media, who's in the pocket again of the Democrats, when uh, it, was, it was revealed the friends of Farrakhan in Congress, there was no accountability. Nobody reported on it. Nobody pressed the congressional people. Hey, why are you hanging out with Farrakhan when Senator Gillibrand writes a tribute to a Jew hater like Linda Sarsour? Nobody says, hey, you're the leader of the women's group. Nobody questions them. So they got away with it for so long. And at this point, now they're emboldened. Now they're out. They're, they're out. They're out of the closet, which, in a way, is refreshing because at least we know now where they stand. But my contention is that if the other side doesn't form an action committee to fight this Twitter mob, then our freedom of expression is going to be damaged almost beyond repair, because. You need to have another organization that when the Twitter mob says to Mercedes-Benz, you cannot advertise on Laura Ingram's program. The next day, you have to have a group that steps up and says, if you give in to the Twitter mob and move on and all these radical left groups, then we're going to tell Americans that you're helping them. So that it's not going to just be one-sided boycotts. And I'm not calling no. them boycotts. But the other side, the traditional conservative side, needs to have a battle plan to fight this. Right. Because That's right. Right now, right now, conservative individuals in this country, every college campus, they're in actual physical danger. And there's nobody they can go to. And I talk to some of these groups, and they're afraid. They are afraid to, to yeah. stand up to the move-ons and the media matters and, and all these Soros-funded groups because they don't want people coming to their homes yeah. to hurt them. Yeah. And that's where we are. Now, that's what you wrote about last week. Uh, this week, again, it's the liberal emergency. Check it out at BillOReilly.com. Magnificent guest on this program. We're so lucky to have you each and every Thursday. Enjoy Florida. And we'll see you back in New York uh, next week, Bill. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Appreciate you having me in, as always. You're great. Thank, Thank you. you Bill. The great Bill O'Reilly. Check out his magnificent work every day. And it is at BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com.